Hello and welcome to Better Words. My name is Caitlin and I blog at Just a Bookish Babe. Hey, I'm Michelle and I blog at The Unfinished Bookshelf. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, <laughs> what you been up to, Michelle? Um, work. Blech. Isn't that gross? Just work. Boring. That's what I'm doing. I know. Um, Super boring. Uh, why? <laughs> Don't tell me about that. Tell me about something else. <laughs> University? wrong answer. (laughs) No, actually, I do want to talk about university today because I just read a really good book for my uni subject. Oh, okay. Well, that counts. Yeah. (laughs) So I just read my first ever Neil Gaiman book. Is he, um, hang on. Is he the one that wrote that American Gods that's been turned into a TV show? Yes. Yes. And Coraline and Stardust. You Coraline? Oh, my God. (laughs) I think. Oh, my God. Oh, shoot. Hang on. Now I need to check. You've made me doubt myself. You've made me doubt myself so also, much. Also, Coraline is like the creepiest movie ever. It is, isn't it? It's so The creepy. button eye thing gets me. Like, you know, that's like weird. Cat, I like it. The cat really creeps me out. Yeah. I, I liked that it. movie though. for like year 11 gothic Oh, yeah, it is. Drama. Yeah. So, Stardust as well, which I really like as a I movie. I have not seen that. I like that. read it. Sorry, read it. But, um, um, so, I had to which read. Which one did you read? <laughs> <laughs> I had to read the Graveyard Book. For my subject, which is all about narratives, and um, so we're looking at things like how characters are formed, how places formed in the narrative, how people uh, focalize, which is like your point of view, mm-hmm. for example. But okay. it's just called focalizing, um, and all the elements that make up a narrative. So it doesn't necessarily have to be books, but we're looking at books. So the graveyard book is about this. Um, baby who escapes being killed when the rest of his family is being killed and he like gets into like Harry Potter yeah like Harry Potter <laughs> um but he gets himself into this graveyard and um these ghosts decide to look after him they name him nobody bod for short which is kind of cute that's cute bod hey, yeah um and he is looked after by these ghosts and this other figure at the graveyard who you later work out is like a vampire but it's never like explicitly said it's just things like he doesn't have a reflection and you know just like things like that are hinted at it he's a vampire so he's vampire like yeah so he can leave the graveyard and that he gets the food for bod and stuff um and it's just like him growing up in the graveyard and then eventually like the climax of the book is this guy who tried to kill or who killed his family is still looking for him and that's Mm. where the action comes in um, I'm really enjoying doing my assignment on it, um, except I did, like, mark the book for which character I was going to pick, and then I, like, halfway through marking the book up for that, I was like, no, 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 I want to do another character. <laughs> so I went back and changed all my tabs in my book. But it's a really fun story. It's hard to enjoy a book the same way you would. Like a, it sounds like a cool kids' show. Like it could be yeah, it would be, a graveyard. It would be a really good I'm movie. I'm picturing, like, an animated movie. Like a Coraline style yeah. movie, yeah. Well, yeah, it would Coraline, be cool. It would be Coraline style, but like it's it's, it's hard style. to enjoy a book the same way you do when you read for recreation because obviously, like, yeah, you've got. But but when I read this first, I just was thinking I'll just read it and then I go back and after. and look yeah. at what's required for the assignment and mark up the book based on that. Um, and when I say mark up, I mean with tabs. I'm not a monster. I'm not drawing in my book. Um, oh my gosh! You know, one time when I was in uni. Um, I was sort of like with a few other people in my classes and we were studying before an exam and I saw this girl, like this girl that I was studying with, got out a highlighter and highlighted something in her textbook and I literally squealed and everyone in the library looked at me. Yeah. Like, this, Who does that? This te- I mean, a lot of people do, but I'm sorry. This textbook was like $200. I'm not just going to highlight it. Even if I'm not going to resell it, I can't bring myself to do that. Okay, the closest I got is the last university assignment I did this semester, which was on Seven Little Australians. Um, that required us to go through basically every sentence in a particular passage. And I did write in pencil in the library copy I did mark like I did number every sentence and then I uh, rubbed it out before I put it back in the library that's Mm. a close I get to like marking up a book yeah oh my god I just I couldn't and and yeah rub rub it out before you put it back in the library I know I mean I guess people can a lot of people like to write in the margins and everything people can do whatever they like with their own books I guess it's just yeah it really (laughs) Oh my god! I mean, two hundred dollars textbook, and she just like no. highlighted it. I squealed. Also, and, like, what if they you were... highlight the wrong 
thing. I wouldn't look, exactly. look like an idiot. See, that's – I can't even – like, white out? Like, you know, it just mess, it messes oh my gosh. me up. I always you know go what? back and I rewrite notes. Yeah, I rewrite notes too. That's yeah. how I learn. Yeah, that's same. how I learn. So, anyway, that was a really so, yeah. good book to come out of my university semester. What have you been doing lately? Well, I've just – I've really gotten obsessed lately with a brand new TV show. It's not brand new to a lot of other people, though. Ooh, what is it? Is it um, brand new to me? Probably. I don't think you've watched it. Ooh. But I've started watching Jane the Virgin. Oh, I've heard about this, but yes. I haven't watched it. So um, Story if, of my you, life. if you do not know what this um, TV show is about, it is sort of based on a telenovela and um, is sort of told like a telenovela. Um and Jane, our main character, um, is raised by her – well, her mother was 16 when she had her and she's raised by her mother and her grandmother. And her grandmother, um, you know, is very religious and the whole family is very religious. And she was told from a young age that, you know, you can never get your virginity back. And she chooses to remain a virgin until she's married and then she is artificially ins- inseminated by accident. What? Very, you know, soap opera, telenovela, dramatic. She's artificially inseminated by accident and then... But she actually is a virgin. Yeah. Oh, so, oh my God. Yeah, so I've I... have heard so many good things about it. Yeah, a lot of people say it's very good. I actually did start watching this show years ago. My mo- like, lots of my friends and my mother and sister have all watched it. But um, I started watching it a couple of years ago and I watched maybe the first episode and second episode and I remember thinking that it was really weird. Mm. and I don't know, I, I I was scrolling on Netflix again the other day, and I was like, maybe I'll give this show another go. I was like, I wonder if it's, you know, like, I remember thinking it was weird, but I think since I've watched it, I've watched a lot of other weird shows, like, yeah. I mean, Unbreakable Commitment, Santa Clarita Diet, I'm not, you know, it was all right. So, but I started watching it, and, I mean, the pilot is a bit weird because it's like, you know, she gets artificially inseminated. It's like, this is so bizarre. <laughs> But, but probably not as bizarre as someone randomly turning into a zombie. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not. Just a plot line for Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, well, at least, you know, artificially inseminated by accident could technically happen if you've got a really bad OBGYN. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, yeah, I it's definitely not as weird as I remember. It is fantastic. So dramatic. I am <laughs> loving it. Loving oh, it. that's so good. Yeah. It sounds good. You look happy when you're talking yeah. about it. So that <laughs> makes me think it's I really good. enjoy it. And, I mean, you know, there's all these different relationship things or whatever. And I will just say, Raphael, who is the father of the baby. Is that it? Oh, my God. He's Raphael. Name. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's American. They're all Jane, – Jane's family is um, from Venezuela. And Doesn't that just make you think he should be on the cover of, like, a romance novel, though? Like, one of those raunchy reads? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Raphael. <laughs> Anyway, Raphael, I'm gonna ravish me, Raphael. <laughs> I'm just quickly no, <laughs> maybe <laughs> ravish me, Raphael. Quickly, while we're just recording this, I'm quickly going to look him up because he's so hot, and I need Michelle to see him. That's Raphael and the doll. No, not the Raphael and the doll. <laughs> Jane, yeah. Raphael, Jane the Virgin. Roger Federer is way hotter as a tennis player. Just so saying. Raphael's coming. Okay, yep. I, yep. I can see it. He's hot. He's very hot. He's very hot. Yeah. Anyway, wow. so he looks just, very brooding in that picture. Oh, he really is. So just, yeah, just a moment of Ooh, appreciation. Shirtless. Oh, nice. Shirtless. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> this is great audio podcasting yeah, right here. Yeah, exactly. We'll, you know, look him up. Raphael Solano, Jane the Virgin. His real name is... Justin Baldoni. Well, there that's we a bit of a letdown after Raphael, isn't it? Honestly, the name Justin is kind of a letdown for me. But anyway, I'm going <laughs> to stick with Raphael. And um, <laughs> um, what else were we going to talk about? <laughs> I, like I was saying last week, I don't watch a lot of movies, but I've been watching lots lately. Oh, yes. Tell us more. So really funny one that my I introduced my boyfriend Jack to the other mm-hmm. day. Hot Fuzz. Have you watched it? No. Well, okay. I've never heard of it. All right. It's the stupidest movie, but it's so funny. It's got Martin Freeman in it. Okay, funny. And, like, yeah. Bill Nye. Oh, okay. This other guy who I can't remember Maybe right now. 
I'm it up. Okay. Um, and the main character is, I can't remember what his name is, but he always does the movie. Look, just look it up for a minute. We're just going to cut this we bit don't, out of the we podcast. We don't do research, obviously. Cut, cut, cut. Okay. So the cast of Hot Fuzz. So Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are like the main guys and they do other things. So they did like Shaun of the Dead and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Freeman in it, is in it briefly. Bill Nye, like I said. Um, it's got Bill Jim Bailey. Bro- Jim Broadbent. I love. I love Jim Broadbent. Um, so it's really funny but basically what happens is um, – Nicholas Angel, Police Constable Nicholas Angel is basically. What a name. I know. That's hey, what if his name, name was Raphael Angel? <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah, <laughs> skip over that. Um, so, this police officer is basically t- doing too good a job. So, they he's arresting too many people, mm. he's making everyone else look bad, so they ship him off to this little sleepy village. That something is amiss in the village, and these oh, mur- something's amiss. These murders start happening, but he thinks they're murders, but everyone else is like, "Oh yeah, right, mate, they're not murders." And like, there are so many familiar faces in this movie. I don't even know how old it is. It's two thousand and seven. Okay, see, that's that's a decade old now. Isn't that scary? Yeah. I don't like. Yeah. Anyway, so he then enlists his um, kind of like sidekick character, <laughs> and they kind of take. It's just really funny, but it's one of those silly. Funny action movies, yeah, kind of like Young Offenders that we talked about last week and Wild Target, um, except more silly, less poignant moments. Yeah, um, but you know it's what? a very they're favorite. a very famous duo for doing yeah. those sorts of movies. You know, what one of my favorite like silly action movies is <laughs> Spy with Melissa McCarthy and like Roseburn. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that, but I have seen The Heat with Melissa McCarthy lo- oh, and Sandra Bullock. That's good. I love that movie. But the other Spy one. Is the other one I've seen yeah, is I mean, with Spies. It's like it's a James Bond satire, basically. Oh, really? It's, it's just very funny. I just love Melissa McCarthy and Rose Byrne is awesome. Um, there's another one with Reese, Reese Witherspoon and Sabina oh, Vergara. Hot Pursuit. Yes, they had that on Netflix and they like took it off, but I watched it. It's really funny. It's so oh, oh. just so funny. I love a good. I mean, I love a good like action comedy. I. I don't no. watch action movies, but no, give me not, a good not, action comedy. See, not serious action movies. No. This is why I don't even superhero movies. I was like, eh, but then Marvel made them funny. Yeah. So I anyway. fell asleep in Fast and Furious Eight, which I only went oh, to under like boring. I know yeah. I only went to like because I had to go and I fell boring. asleep. It was so boring. Maybe we should cut that bit out. Just cut that bit out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the other movie that I watched that I really loved was total opposite end of the spectrum was allied with um, Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. Oh, I hope I said this, that right. This, this is, is the, the movie with, that... Like, where he works for... I was going to say, this so... is the one that caused all the controversy because he was allegedly having an affair. Oh, right. That's and that, the one. And then, That's the yeah. movie. But the Marion... other movie where he was having an affair and everyone was like, oh, no, he's going to end up with this, you know, <laughs> yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, hello. Um, it is beautifully filmed um, Marion, I'm just going to... World gonna, War Two, right? Yeah, it's yeah. World War II. I'm just going to say Marion because I can't say her last name properly. Uh, is gorgeous. Bad pronunciation on better words. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Um, so what happens is, yeah, they're both spies. Um, I... Oh, my God. What? Isn't that the plot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah. <laughs> they're spies and they're married and they're hired to kill each other. <laughs> no, they weren't hired to kill each other in what this. What was the... Oh, no. Okay. What's the one where they're hired to kill each no, other? No, no, that's the one with Tom Cruise and... No, no, not Tom Cruise. It's the other one that came out at the same time as Tom. It's the one with Ashton Kutcher and what's her face? Catherine Heigl. Oh, yeah, but she's not a spy. He was hired to kill her dad. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. There's definitely one. There's Maybe it's the like Tom that. Cruise one. I feel like they came out around the There's same a time, so I always mix them up. Yeah, anyway, spy. Allied is yeah, anyway. about World War II. Very beautifully filmed. Love the costumes. I love, love the I really Englishness. Enjoy World War II movies. Yeah, so I think that... They're in Morocco to begin mm-hmm. with and they're there on a mission. Both spies basically planted there to be husband and wife but they haven't met each other before. Oh, okay. Um, and, so they're and, not actually married. No, 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 they're not actually married. Yeah. But they fall in love on the job basically. Oh, that's beautiful. And then are married quite soon after because it's the 1940s, let's all get married. Yeah. Um, and they have a baby. We might die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they have a baby and he's working – for some military thing in London and they call him and they basically say, we suspect that your wife 
is spying for the Nazis and you need to find, yeah, you need to do this information. If she passes it on, the rule is because you got into this relationship with her, you have to kill her. So then, of course, he has to find out is she who she says she is and it's just, it's brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. It's so good. I'm going to make you borrow it it's really good. Yeah, I did think it sounded good. I remember seeing like the trailer. Yeah, I always like planned that. to go and see it, but I just never got around to it. And yeah. it's it's really really good. I oh, love that it. That sounds really good. Yeah, so that one was really good. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, movies, TV shows, and everything. How about since this podcast is about books, we start yes. talking about books and our actually our blogs. Yeah, topic for this discussion <laughs> episode is blogging. So <laughs> just well, open our notes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Talking about blogs and stuff, you started your blog quite recently. Yeah. I and then you were have, like, hey, let's do a podcast. I just have a pretty funny story. I don't think I've talked about it that much on the podcast before, so no. I'll tell the story. But we are going to do like a getting to know you episode as well, so. Or maybe I'll tell the story briefly then. Yeah, just to like, just a little tease and we will tell you more later tease, on. Tease, tease, tease. So I had an Instagram first and then I didn't and then I started a blog. That's, <laughs> that's the incredibly short version. Of the story, but yes, I started my blog with my first post was like my favorite books of 2016 at the very start of the year, and my second post was reading resolutions for this year. So I don't know how those are going. They're always fun though, just yeah. to give yourself some goals. Well, as I long as you checked. don't put pressure on yourself to exactly. finish them. I haven't checked yet, so I don't. I don't even remember what they were. I know one. One of mine was to finally read a classic, but I might still have jinxed myself with that. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, I think read a classic book has been my reading resolution for like the past three years and I'm yeah. yet to do it. Same. Anyway, so yes, that will maybe we, should, we can talk about our reading resolutions at the end of the year, but it's only we'll how September. We, we'll see so. how we went. We've got time to, exactly. to smash these. There's goals. still time in the year to smash <laughs> our goals. Anyway, so yes, I started my blog, Just the Bookish Babe. Um, I actually changed the name of my Instagram. That wasn't the name of my Instagram originally. Yeah, so I started the blog at the very start of the year and, you know, six months later, podcast. <laughs> and we're having so much fun. We're having so much fun. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's no, so it's cool. worked I out never, so well. I never would have guessed either of these things this time last year. I know. Me either. Well, obviously. Not the podcast. The podcast. Like. When did you start your blog? Heather, okay. So I actually started my blog under a different name. Um when I was in uni, like my first couple of weeks of uni. So that would be in 2012. Um, And then I think I changed to the unfinished bookshelf at the end of 2013. I felt like I was getting a bit more serious. And, but then it wasn't till this year that I like got a self-hosted WordPress and put some effort into like my website design and kind of got things looking all nice and stuff. Um, Mainly because like, I just was looking for a bit of a project at that point. And I kind of threw myself into blogging for a bit. So, yeah, it's been and like podcast. <laughs> it's been like five years. Yeah, at the start of the year, probably should have considered the fact that I'm doing a master's as well. Um, in oh, my, wow. I have a tendency to take on way more than I have the time to do. Well, how are there more than 24 hours in a day? Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so Especially as both of those tasks, blogging and podcasting, require me to read a lot. Um. And, yeah, I'm just juggling a lot all the time, but it's fun. I think blogging has affected my reading habits pretty positively. I don't yeah, we're going to talk about that later on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, you have to, but how have you changed while blogging? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I know for me, like, it's been a huge thing because obviously, like, I've been doing it longer. Mm. Um, I think I've just gotten more confident in what I'm saying um, but I still get really nervous. I don't like to do negative reviews because I'm conscious that like it is someone's book as well. Yeah. Um, and I, mean, I think a negative negative... review doesn't really help anybody anyway. No, although no. there have been sometimes I've been so incensed by a book I've written a negative review, but I think it should be noted that like for most reviewers, including myself, and this is the way we look at it in literary theory as well, the author's intentions should not be taken as part of your reading of the book. Um, whether they be good or bad intentions, basically mm. you should look at the book as a text in its own right and that's what I try to do, even more so now that I've started having to do that for uni as well. Um, so if I do 
do anything that's like a bit negative. I try to like it's just a book, um, yeah. and it doesn't. I don't like it to reflect badly on the book. A lot of the times when I've read books that I didn't enjoy that much, it's because like the story isn't for me, or like yeah, you know, it's not genres that I'm super interested in. And that's about me. It's not about them. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and like I said, there've been very few times where I've felt the need to actually write a book. Oh, sorry, a book review about something that I didn't enjoy reading. Because usually I'll just stop yeah, reading I, it. If I ever had finished reading a book and was like, I hate that. I need to tell the rest of the world. I'd be like, Well, Caitlin, what's yeah. going on? Why do you feel the need to express all this hate? And like, but, even now looking back, yeah. I'm not sure why I did that. I don't know if it's because I was sent it for review or. But it, it was very much the book, like it's never, mm. yeah. Exactly. But I think it's made me more, um, a bit a bit more confident. Like there are other things that have helped my confidence, but like, for example, obviously you never would have done this podcast um, five years ago. So I feel more confident. But then I, then I see other bloggers and I'm like, well, I'm just so tiny. Like, you know what I mean? Like other yeah, people well, have, are so much more widely read. I worry about that, not having enough time to read as widely as other people do. Yeah, I mean, I worry about that sometimes too. But I think um, one thing that I know for confidence is actually when I started my book Instagram and even my blog, I didn't tell anybody about it. <laughs> Except me, obviously, because I already had. Yeah. I think I told and you. And you didn't you tell me one. about the Instagram, but I'd already figured it out. Yeah. I'm so. hanging my head in shame. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, it wasn't that obvious I didn't, unless you happen to know that, like, some yeah. of the books you had pictured were ones I'd given you, so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I just – I wasn't screaming from the rooftops that I love to read so much. Mm. And then, I mean, when the idea came up for this podcast, I – Realised. I <laughs> have to I say realized, something. <laughs> well, no, not that – if I didn't, you know, we wouldn't be doing this, obviously, mm. because – I mean, I start every episode by saying, hi, my name's Caitlin. You know, I am this person. Our face is on the icon. And if what I didn't... lovely faces <laughs> But, like, if I didn't want to do that, I wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't yeah. be sitting here recording episodes. So I think it was good that we sort of came up with this and I not forced myself because the thing was is that if I – I'd already been doing it and I was yeah. like to be like, oh, by the way, that's me. Yeah. It's kind of like, why didn't you tell us before? <laughs> but the yeah, other thing is that like, when I told I, a we're doing books. this together, so yeah. it's less scary. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, no, the confidence thing is is a big thing, I think, because, I mean, I was always a reader. We talked, we've talked mm. a bit about this before. You know, we loved reading when we were kids and everything like that. But um, I think just because a lot of my friends weren't as big of readers and I didn't know, I mean – you know, the blogging world and bookstagram and booktube and podcasting and everything. It wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't a thing really, when we were teenagers. It wasn't really a thing when we were, yeah, earlier teenagers. So when it sort of came around and I started to, you know, follow bookstagrammers and everything and it was kind of like it really – I mean, I started with it originally because I wanted to interact with the world and I wanted somewhere to, you know, talk about books because mm. I, um, a lot of my best friends at the time – weren't huge readers and I mean you know they're just not nothing against them at no, all it's still love them. I just happen yeah. to become friends with you and <laughs> um with our other friend Indy shout out to Indy mm. um who were readers and bloggers and Indy has a book booktube yeah and so it was kind of natural that yeah hanging around us talking about our stuff all the time yeah when yeah, it was a bit of a natural progression. I wanted somewhere to sort of talk about it. and Plus, you were doing a communications degree as well. So even though yeah. it's marketing, you're still doing, like, an element of creativity in that. It's natural that you would want to take that further than just being yeah. at uni. Yeah, exactly. And when I started um, the blog, it was actually right after I graduated uni and I kind of needed a project. Yeah. And, you know, now here we are with a blog and a <laughs> podcast and a full-time job and, you know, social lives and everything Masters. anyway yeah <laughs> that's all right it's um, so much fun I mean we don't we, we probably sound like we're complaining a bit but oh, we wouldn't no. be doing this if we yeah, didn't want no, to we, we absolutely we love it. have been loving doing this podcast it's I can't so believe amazing. A couple of months. I just think that sometimes like I think I just said this before sometimes I overcommit myself and then afterwards I'm like wow you really don't have the hours to do that so 
I'm juggling, but it's really... I think we're juggling well. I think it's all on, right. on every individual element, I love what I'm doing. It's just all together. Sometimes I can be a bit like, ugh, overwhelmed. And that's yeah. when I need to like... Because like right now I'm on a bit of a break from blogging and that's because I was like, right, what can I cut down on just to yeah. give myself some breathing space and be kinder to myself. Um, so I think I might have changed too because like, I don't know, my my blog, I'm, I'm less concerned. Like I'd love people to read it and it means the world to me if people read and leave a nice comment. It means so much um, to me when I get that feedback but also it doesn't bother me. I don't want to be like... And I never wanted to be, like, super famous with my blog. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not in this, I guess, you know, to be, it's my like, corner of the internet. influencers and be, like, you mm. know, internet famous and all these things. Like, like we were just saying, you know, I needed an outlet to yeah. talk about the books and, that I was reading. And when I was studying journalism at uni, too, that was another way for me to write that wasn't, and even now, too, it's a way to write that isn't writing for work or writing yeah. for uni it's, it's something it's else something yeah. else um outside and now for uni it's good to kind of have thoughts on books because I'm doing it for uni anyway yeah. but I usually don't review if I have to like like I said um read the graveyard book I probably won't review it because I will have read it like six times for yeah uni the only one I did that with was Everything Beautiful by Simone Howell and I made sure I wrote my review for that before I analysed it for my essay because I didn't want my it analysis to, to change yeah. the way I felt and it didn't. It made me, if anything, it made me love it more. Oh, that's good. Um, but that was the thing. It's like, oh, that's a uni thing. So I like to keep them a bit separate. Yeah. Did you have any expectations when you started your blog? Um, well, no, but, like, before we really talk about that, I actually was going oh, to sorry. say, no, that's all right, um, like, you know, how we were saying, obviously, where, you know, we love getting feedback on our episodes and on our blog posts and everything, but it's mm. not about that. It's like a creative yeah. outlet. Yeah. But um, I actually had a post a couple of weeks ago now um, where I posted about, um, oh, I called, this is cute. I called the blog post Marvel and Me, and it was about, <laughs> it was just a bit of a discussion post about my relationship to various, you know, superhero franchises. Um. Quick rundown. It's a bit all over the place. I watch Marvel movies and DC TV shows, but not DC movies or Marvel TV shows. There's very strange reasons for that. Maybe I'll link the post if you care. If you care, (laughs) you can read it. But actually, um, one thing, not that like I noticed or whatever, but you know that post didn't really get. I don't even know if it has any comments. I don't remember. But like. You know, we obviously notice interaction with our episodes and with our blog posts and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, oh, well, last one didn't get any likes, whatever. But yeah. what I realised with that is that I didn't care. Yeah, because post, you just want to share your thoughts. That post was about me sharing my thoughts and sort of getting it out of my system because similar to the, you know, I just wanted to talk about books, I kind of needed to write that and explain mm. to myself, you know, all the different things. We have a very strange relationship with all the Marvel movies. And it ended up being that um this is a funny story because I wrote it after I saw the first the most recent Spider Man movie mm. with Tom Holland, who by the way I'm like completely in love with. But anyway, <laughs> um and you know, due to many different things I had the afternoon off work and I was like, I just I just want to relax and like sort of treat myself and I just took myself to the movies. I wanted to see the movie. Like I just went by myself. I don't think I've seen a movie by myself before, but I was like fine. But it was funny because when I got there, it was like weekday afternoon and I was like, hmm, yeah, I'll just take myself to the movies. There'll be no one there. It'll be right. And I got there and all the army guys were there from the <laughs> training base outside of town. So... <laughs> Were they the the American army guys? I think so. (laughs) It was just like, so in the movie theatre watching the new Spider-Man movie, it's like all these army guys and I just like kind of sat by myself at the front and it it was, I mean. You should have played with some of them. That's what my mum said. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I was there for Tom Holland, not for an army guy. Uh, um, Yeah, I just needed to sort of, you know. Do you, have you had any posts like that where you sort of wrote it and you were like, I'm so glad I wrote about that. It's kind of out of my system kind of thing. I have two that I wrote this year. The first one was because this year I tried to branch out into more like 
lifestyle posts and not just book blogging, kind of with the revamp of my blog. Mm -hmm. The first one um, was called What's Wrong With Being Confident? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? Uh (laughs) Um, Demi Lovato. Yes. Awesome song. So um, I did name it after that. Um, And that was just about how I did a photo shoot with uh, you. And then I did a photo shoot with my friend Madeline, who also took our very awesome promo pics for the podcast. Yes, shout out to Maddie. Yeah, we'll link to her page because she's oh, amazing. She's an amazing photographer. And I'm not just saying that because I've known her since we were six, but, you know, she's incredible. Um, and I just talked about how, like, suddenly I kind of felt a bit more confident in my body. Like, I've always had – I've had weight issues and, like, we'll link the post. You can read it to get more – that I've if had – If you want, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you want. Um, I've had weight issues and I think I'm finally starting to be more confident in like just how I look and enjoy my body and stuff. And it was, I've never liked having pictures taken. So to do these photo shoots kind of back to back was really cool. Um, and the confidence that I felt from seeing those photos and being like, wow, I actually look really hot yeah. and not feeling <laughs> bad saying that. Cause usually I'm like, Oh yuck, I look gross. Oh, delete that one. Yeah. But I was like, Oh my God. Like, you actually made me look really hot. And, my like, Maddie was like, um, no, like, you just look like that. And I was like, oh, okay. But it's, <laughs> it's so weird to recognise that, like, sometimes what you see in the mirror and, like, you know how yeah, that image you see not... in the mirror and the image you see in the photo, like, don't necessarily match and it's weird. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I wrote, can I swear on our podcast? I'm pretty sure I this. already have. Oh, okay. Like, a hundred times. Have you? I don't, maybe not a hundred. That's probably exaggerating. But I probably have already swear. Well, it's episode. called – it's. It's called Fuck Politeness. Yep. Cool. Yep. Um, named, my favourite murder. Named reference. after my favourite yeah. murder. Which, which Caitlin um, now knows a bit about and kind of wants to listen to because she listened to the crossover episode with Anna Farris. I think it's Anna Faris Anna. Is un- it's unqualified. <laughs> yeah. Anna Faris is unqualified. Uh, they did a crossover and Caitlin really cool. likes it Karen and Georgia, awesome. which is really cool. And I like Anna. So, you know, we're, we're crossing over. It's good. The fandoms crossover. But, yeah, basically the My Favourite Murder Girls, the way – I can't – I couldn't distinguish their voices, so it was Karen or Georgia who said, fuck politeness means don't be an asshole, but don't sacrifice yourself at the altar of politeness. And that came off the back of something Kelty Knight said on The Lady Gang, which now I can't remember, but it's basically like have the confidence to say no when you want to, and I think I'm a chronic people pleaser. Yeah. And this year I've really been trying to be like stand up for myself, say no when I want to, and not be polite to people just because I want them to like me. Um, not sacrificing myself at the altar of politeness anymore. So, yeah, those are some ones that... Yeah. Fuck Panat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just completely stammered over the words. Oh, my gosh. Fuck politeness. Fuck Panat. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Why can't Do I you want to try that again? Fuck politeness. <laughs> Why couldn't I say it? That's so weird. Oh, my gosh. You know, what that, me, that you, know, you know what that just made me think of, actually? Is um have you seen uh Friends with Benefits? <laughs> yeah, I have, but now I can't remember. I can't remember like well, I've only seen it once. Yeah, so not the ten million times you've watched it. I just really like that movie. Okay, <laughs> it's a bit of a guilty pleasure movie. But anyway, so when um Justin Timberlake says to me, "Look," and it's he's like, "I know you," and she's like, "You don't know anything about me." Fuck you, and he's like, "I know that you blink when you swear. Like your body's rejecting the word." And I was like, "That's just what that made me think of," because I said "fuck" and then couldn't say it. This. <laughs> I have, that in, I have that in a cute badge, though. Like, a lot of murderinos, we call ourselves murderinos, um, a lot of murderinos make really cute, like, products on Etsy, and it's this really cute italics badge, and it looks really pretty, but it actually says fuck politeness, and That's I love awesome. it. And I wear it next to my Veronica Mars badge because sassy girl power kicks ass. Yes! <laughs> um, anyway, we've gone on a huge rambling tangent. Um, let's get back to book blogging. How do you think people view book blogging? Um, how people view it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess people have been reading book reviews for mm-hmm. ages, you know, like they get, they got printed in papers and, you I know. know, but do you think that there's like, well, it's the same, isn't it? Well, I don't well, think it is. I think that there's like, there's the literary book review and then there's like book bloggers and it's like, I, there's definitely a distinction between like the high class well, book yeah, paid reviewers but, I mean, and like us bloggers who just kind of slum it. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we are reviewing books. We're discussing books. Mm. Where it's you and know, a lot of people who have blogs, not us, but a lot of people have um, a lot of 
like experience in the publishing industry yeah. and you know, yeah, just because they're doing a blog doesn't mean it's any less valuable than reading something in the Weekend Australian. No, of course or not. Or whatever. Yeah. In fact, I mean, for me, I'm not a fan of highbrow reviews because I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to be smart enough to understand this book anyway, to be quite honest. Yeah, if you don't understand the review, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, like, they're a I bit think... highbrow for me, but I know there's a market for them, but yeah. they're just not I my thing. I think blogging has made some of these reviews a lot more accessible. Mm. Yeah. Do you think it's... It's, it's kind of hard to say, isn't it, because social media like this wasn't a big thing when we were at school, but do you think that it would have – you would have paid attention to these reviews if you'd kind of seen them at school? I don't know. It's too hard it's, to say. I know. It's really – I only got good reads in, like, my – in year 12 and yeah, I wasn't I reading reviews. After. I was only using it to, like, mark books. Yeah. I wasn't reviewing then. Um I know it's it's, it's yeah. hard to say, but I think I and mean I think even wonder... since then it's changed a lot because I think book blogging. I mean, I've, people obviously book blogging, but I feel like the booktube thing was a bit. Not to say it's not big now, but I think it's sort of having like having a YouTube channel and everything was kind of a thing because like blogging oh, was a th- Zoella, yeah, well, like, yeah, but yeah. like. Blogging was like a thing, and then it sort of got a bit out of fa- like out of fashion, sort of. And yeah. I think YouTubing and vlogging became a bit of a big, and it's obviously still huge. But I think that became a thing. But now, with you know, there's all these different things combined, and now mm. vlogging or YouTubing and blogging and podcasting, yeah, you know, there's all these different elements now, and I think that. Probably, you know, different people and different things are, you know, bigger. Obviously, people have very big YouTube channels. People have blogs. You know, people have people very successful po- um, podcasts. Yeah, people combine them. Some mm. people just still have um, Bookstagram, mm. you know. It's... Which I, like, I know that's probably, like, the new thing, isn't it, putting reviews on Bookstagram, but I yeah. prefer having – I mean, I'm a writer. I prefer yeah. to be able to – write my thoughts down when I first started my books Instagram, I would people. sort of write things and an Instagram caption ain't long enough no that's it why really I started isn't. my blog and I'd, I wonder how many people actually read like I know myself if it's a huge caption I'll read like the first little bit and then I'll switch off like I'm not on You're Instagram not for the captions I'm there for the photos exactly Instagram isn't about the captions. I think that's why blogging, you know, that's so why So do I you blog. think there'll always be a place for it then? Because, like, that was one of I the things I was going to ask I think there'll always be a place later. for Instagram. Instagram is amazing and it's hugely successful. No, I meant blogging. <laughs> what? Do you think there'll always be a place for blogging? Yes. We yeah. always, everyone will always need content. Mm. Um, pictures, videos, um, articles. But blogging, I don't think blogging, you pictures. should ever go into it thinking, oh, this is a great way to make money because there are oh, very, God, no. you know, there are people who have and there are people who are so successful like Zoella and stuff. But guess what? But They've been doing it for like Exactly. Years. They have put in the hard yards. And if you think that they just got successful overnight, you are absolutely kidding yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely kidding yourself. And actually, if you want to, if you're interested in hearing more of the behind the scenes stuff, I really recommend the podcast by Emma Gannon called Control-Alt-Delete. She's had Zoella on there and Mm. other high-profile bloggers who I hadn't necessarily heard on, like, before, like, oh, there's one, like, deliciously stellar. I think she's started an Instagram. Um, And, like, I'm sorry if I'm getting all these wrong, but basically go check out that. That talks about, like, a lot of the stuff people were doing before they got big and then, yeah, Yeah, like, Tony Burr as well. Like, people think that they just did it overnight, but they put a lot of work into that. To get to that point. Exactly. So, I mean, even like um, John Green and his brother Hank, they, yeah. you know, people, oh, shoot, what is their channel called again? Um, like Vlogbrothers or something like that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not hugely into YouTube, so I'm really, really sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, like I kind but, of watch um, my YouTube channels and that's it. Yeah, but um, the Green Brothers have been vlogging for years and years and years and years. Mm. Like, YouTube is more than 10 years old. They would have been mm. so, 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 so long. And, you know, just because John Green is also an author, and I know they were, they've been very successful for a very long time, but you can't automatically think, it's like, oh, well, John Green has a YouTube channel. Like, yeah, YouTube channel. and I can like, make money. Like, no, it doesn't no, work like that. of course not. And 
a lot of people you have to do it because you're passionate about it and exactly. you love it because people can tell when you're there just like mm, I just want to do this so I can make some money like exactly no. people can tell and that's what's so interesting about this whole like influencer mm. um market at the moment like in just in the marketing world it's so interesting it's so fascinating and it's very very funny I, oh my gosh this is actually a story that was on 60 minutes like a couple of weeks ago mm. did you watch it it's mm-hmm. about oh my god! So, so Peter Stefanovic like interviewed these two, like one was like a bikini model or something, and one was like a food blogger, I think. And it was like he was interviewing them, and it was about you know influences. And this woman who the woman who was a bikini, I so I forget her name. We'll link everything, but she was a you know bikini model and and you know posted pictures of bikinis and very Aussie, just like living that beach life or whatever. And she's turned her you know, turned everything into, she has her own line now, like, oh, wow. you know, entrepreneur influences and everything. But when Peter Stefanovic was interviewing her, he's like, so, oh, I mean, this is, I'm not quoting him directly, obviously, but I, the, what I was getting from this whole story was like, so social media is your job? Like, how do you do that? What's your tips? Can you make my Instagram better? Like, People it was all this, like that, yeah. it was so, and I was watching it and I'm like, got my hands on my face, like, oh my there's so much in this and people don't still don't understand Mm. yeah actually oh you know what the other thing was is I think I think you've listened to this there was um one of our favorite podcasts the lady gang was guests on Caitlin Bristow's podcast she was on the bachelor or bachelorette or something anyway but um they were sort of talking about it because she's been a guest on their podcast and um you know talking about other things that she's doing at the moment and she was saying that you know she gets a lot of comments and everything because obviously but because she's like a public personality and has her podcast and has like other you know lines and promotional things and everything going on it's like yes social media is her job people don't realize that you get paid for for all of these different things and you know celebrities and prominent people do sponsorship deals and ads and like sorry it's their job but guess what you're the ones listening to them and it works so understand it like <laughs> I'm very passionate about this whole industry I think it's very yeah. very interesting yeah yeah no, all I right we should it's... probably talk about something else <laughs> I'm getting pretty passionate okay um so do you think that blogging like has actually made any influence on the, the publishing industry because actually 100% the Lobos Way anthology wait can I go back to a point before which I didn't get to make because oh, sorry. you started talking about influence uh, which was a very it. good point and I love tangents but what I was going to say is sometimes I think that reviewing can kind of exist in a bit of a vacuum. Like we're mm. all reading each other's reviews because we're in the book blogging community. But I wonder how many people actually who aren't bloggers themselves actually read our reviews or, or whether they're just mm. still buying books the way we were before we started blogging, you know, where you just go in and pick up something and, oh, this looks good. Hard to say because I'm a blogger and I read yeah, all blogs. Exactly. I have absolutely no idea. Exactly. And you weren't reading blogs before you started blogging, were you? I mean, I was reading yours and I would see them on Instagram and oh, stuff I mean, sometimes. It's the but... only one you have to read, really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've definitely, I definitely read more now that I'm in the mm. world myself, but I think that happens with anything. Yeah, I know. I just think that sometimes we can exist in a reviewer vacuum. Where, like, oh, all the a, bookish people, you know, like, is it actually this, having an influence on people, this teenagers world. outside? That's, like, are teenagers who are going to school now actually getting exposed to any more literature because of this? I think in some cases they are. And I think, yeah, you're I right, know. it's because of things like hashtag love us YA. Yes. Um, which, I mean, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. blogging definitely has had an impact mm. on the publishing industry because, like, you know, a lot of other bloggers, we are both lucky enough to be sent review copies by publishers on occasion Mm. um and it's amazing because we get to read these books that we love and help promote them so that other people will love them and I really really love that but you know like we said with the anthology that is you know a product of the social media movement and the community yeah and the community um yeah I could keep going on and talk about it, but you should just go listen <laughs> to our episode anthology, with yeah. uh, Danielle Binks. Yeah. We covered it enough there. <laughs> um, so what about this? What do you think of the future of blogging? Is it being taken over by BookTube or podcasts? We kind of talked about this before. I think podcasts are becoming a bit of a bigger thing. I mean, but, like, are they influencing 
what gets published. I think they are mm. um, because I think that some publishers are starting to actually, they, they are understanding the value of people like Zoella and stuff. So um, I think have especially you seen... in the, like, I've noticed that I think especially in, like, you know, book world, that yeah. they understand the influence of, you know, bloggers and but things like that. But that's still only, that's changed since I started blogging. Yeah. And so a, a really good example is um, is Zoella's book club. Have you seen that? Yes. So that is like exclusive covers and everything like that. That's a really good example, I think, of publishers understanding that Zoella has a massive mm-hmm. reach. Um, I think Zoella's influence is incredible. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, you know, she's, she's such she's a really cool good. person. Yeah. And if you – if you don't think that, then you should go listen to Emma Gannon's episode yeah. with her because she is really awesome. And Anyone I think she's... any of these YouTubers are just, like, idiots in their bedrooms yeah. or whatever, you know, like, people... Which, have... to be honest, let's let's be honest, okay, most of the com- listeners aren't going to think that because we're yeah. all in the bookish community together. And we're currently sitting in Michelle's bedroom, so... Yeah. We're podcasting in my bedroom. Anyway. Um, but... But I think Zoella's book club is a great yeah. is a great example of that, and you know, teenagers especially who like her will pick up her book because it's a Zoella book club book, yeah. and, and then they're reading. That's exactly. all that matters. And you know what? Zoella's picked books that have like strong themes for mental health and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's using her influence to pick books which will be helpful to teens, hopefully. Yes. And so I, I think finally. Um, especially in the UK, they st- I, I think just because I follow a lot of UK bloggers there, I think it's more prominent over there mm. with their marketing companies. Um, I feel like it is starting to be um, prominent yeah, I here, mean, but we'll it's still not We'll definitely see as... how this industry and everything grows because it's amazing already and I can't wait to see, you know, where all these different things go. Because, I think it will you know, definitely help. Influence and marketing is just amazing. I think we discussed this with Danielle, but hopefully it will help with creating diversity too mm. because people will more accessible. It's more accessible. Included. And hopefully the people who are working for publishing companies, like they themselves become more diverse yeah. because obviously that can exactly. be a block too. Everything if, if in the, the entire world are, needs to become more diverse. Yeah, like if the people who are reading a book at a publishing house are like, oh, this isn't like me because. Yeah. So I think, I think that hopefully it will make the publishing industry more diverse mm. as well um, and hopefully people will feel like their voices and, and their selves are being represented more in fiction I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I ho- hopefully only good can come of it. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully oh. teenagers feel like they have somewhere to share their thoughts on social media with other people who are like-minded. I know yeah. I would have appreciated so, that when I was a teenager. And I didn't felt use like social I was... media properly when I was a teenager. Well, it, it wasn't, wasn't as big of a thing. It wasn't like it is now. No. So I definitely think... On this day on Facebook haunts me. Yeah, it does. Stupid. <laughs> Um, but I think if we'd had the social media that we have now, mm. back then, um, look, we probably would have been, still made stupid statuses because well, yeah, we're idiotic we still, teenagers. We still would have been like 15, you but know. But I think it would have helped me to feel a bit more like, especially with my anxiety, that was a big thing that I did not admit that I had. Mm. Um, and I think if I had seen more people going through the same things, if I had seen more people talking about books that talk about anxiety, Maybe I would have asked for help a bit sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's definitely it would have a good opened thing. up this whole world. Yeah, I definitely yeah. would have been reading more widely, and that's what's changed for me mm-hmm. as a blogger as well. Um, so shall we? What's the time? Shall we wrap up on some of our favorite blogs? Yes, we should. <laughs> okay, you go first. Um, well, one that I really enjoy reading is um, Becko's Beckle Panda. Oh, yeah. I think she's so great. It was very funny, actually. Like, um, (laughs) I realised that um, we sort of interacted a bit and everything on, like, Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yeah, this is such a cool story. It's a very funny story, Beck. But we sort of realised that we've – she doesn't work there anymore, but I currently – company I currently work for – Rockhampton has an office in Melbourne and she used to work for the Melbourne office. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) She's so cool. So random. Like – it was just one of those random things and, yeah, it was very strange. Anyway. Actually, be- before we go on with it, just occurred to me one other thing that's really helped me change or that's changed for me since I started blogging is that I've realised that authors are real people too. 
Like I know that yeah. sounds silly, but when I was a teenager, I was like, oh my God, these people are so smart and amazing yeah. and they're just incredible. But since I've had the opportunity to, I've been lucky enough to meet some authors. Yeah. And um, we've been so fortunate to engage with yeah, to talk to them on this I've, podcast. I've had the pleasure of interviewing some of them for work as well and for, for my blog. And it's, and, and to see them write on Twitter about the struggles they go through to write books and stuff makes me admire so their work more. But then I'm like, oh, like, so this is actually achievable as well because in my head I'm going, oh, God, these people are so much smarter than me. And I think it's it's cool to kind of see that the creative process is so much more complicated than what you as a teenager think when you pick up this book and you're like, this is amazing. Like yeah. J.K. Rowling, you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I like I could, never, so I could never reach that level. The truth is you can. Yeah, J.K. Rowling Because she's a real person. Yeah. And – you can probably write better if you want to. Like, I'm not saying anything against J.K. Rowling. All I'm saying is that that ideal of being yeah, an author is not who wrote yeah. an amazing book series. And guess what? So are a lot of other people. Yeah, exactly. Like anyone can do it. But I, I just think that's been an amazing thing too. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds silly, but like, yeah, to no, be like, exactly oh, these are real people. Yeah. Like, I'm idol. I idolize them because their writing's amazing. But well, they've got the same problems as me, or they have like a really busy life, yeah. or they have a work thing that goes to shit, or. Whatever, like it's really cool to be able to relate with them on that level. Yeah, it's really and cool. And back to the recommendations. <laughs> yeah, so what's one of your favourite vlogs? Um, one of my favourite vlogs is um, someone who is going to be on the podcast um, next week, I think, um, which is Mandy uh, or Amanda yes. from Cook, Read, Create. That's her new booktube channel and her um, blog is The Bookish Manicurist. But I started listening to – sorry, what – no, neither Reading. of those – Reading, <laughs> sorry, nerds. I started reading her blog when she was part of the Vegan Way Nerds, and we talk about that a little bit more in our in our chat with her. But I've always loved her book reviews um, a lot because we are very very similar, have very similar tastes. So I always yeah, knew always if helps. Mandy liked a book, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like this too. Mm-hmm. Um, another one for me. Well, shout out to our bestie Indy oh, at yeah. Taps Life and Books. The only booktube channel I religiously watch. I watch other ones here and there, but we've even been on it sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We, have. we should link our videos. Well, we, we, have videos. we had so much That's fun ridiculous. with Indie and we did like a musical theatre book tag and played games and everything with her. It was so much fun. It was so fun. And that was that we recorded those like last year. Yeah, before because this is she even moved. a thought. Yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna visit her real soon. Actually when this is airing I think we'll this, be visiting yeah, her. Yeah, we'll be visiting her <laughs> when this episode is airing or we will have just seen her. Yeah. Um, another one I love um, is oh gosh, I'm just picking people who are going to have on the podcast <laughs> oh, well. in the future. Um, I really like Lucy from um, Queen of Contemporary, mm-hmm. and oh gosh, the name of her book channel escapes me. But she started UKYA Chat, which is where I've met a lot of bloggers, including. Um, Jasmine isn't book blogging anymore, but someone like ja- my friend Jasmine, who I'm going to be staying with in the UK for a bit, she, I met her through UKYA chat. So it's a, it was a great place to meet yeah. people. Um, but I also love Lucy's reviews as well. So, um, someone whose work I really love and she's still only a teenager. Like I couldn't have done all this when I was a teenager, but Lucy who runs UKYA chat and she has a, um, booktube channel and she has a blog called Queen of Contemporary. And she is, like, only just finished high school, I think. Mm, and Incredible. I know. She's, she does such great stuff. And I've met some really good friends through the UKYA chat hashtag, even though I have to get up at 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning to join in yeah. <laughs> because of the bloody time zones. Freaking um, time zones. And someone who I found through that, um, her name is Grace, and she writes at Almost Amazing Grace. And I love her That's stuff. That's a really cute name. <laughs> I know. It's gorgeous. Um, I love her stuff. And um, I think what I love about it is she's very honest. She doesn't just write about books. She writes about sex, mm-hmm. um, about mental health, um, body image, mm-hmm. relationships, all that sort of stuff. And I just yeah, I her love she's her really good. tone of voice. And she's just a really lovely person too, mm-hmm. um, from, from what I know from interacting with her <laughs> online as much as you can. Um, someone else um, whose work I love, who we had on the podcast last week, is Kate from Lily Tales. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, really love her stuff too. She reads a lot of um, – I picked up a lot of feminist 
Yes. And recommendations, from, recommendations her. from her. Yeah, and like more nonfiction and stuff. Yeah. So I like to kind of broaden my horizon of what I'm I'm reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. One other one I wanted to mention is um, the Crazy Reader. Oh. It's I just like I really like the name. Of That's blog, such a good yes, name. Um, yeah. I you know I follow her blog. I read it. It's good. <laughs> she's so cool. <laughs> I think she's. I just you know I just love interacting with everybody. I can't help it. <laughs> Um, one other person who I really, really love her stuff, um, and I was going to talk about her actually a bit more in depth, probably in another, um, episode, but I may as well just do it now. And that is Jean from Jean's Bookish Thoughts. First of all, I love her accent. She's Scottish. Oh my God. I know. I would just sometimes just want to listen just for the accent, to be honest. Um, another person who's given me really great, like recommendation and literature, sorry, no. Another person who's given me really great feminist and literature recommendations really outside my comfort zone, but the thing that I'm loving her channel for at the moment and something I can highly recommend if you're studying, she has a study series. She's doing her PhD at the moment. So she has done like videos on masters, which I watched before I decided to do mine and videos on like time management and how to stop yourself procrastinating and stuff. And I was a bit inspired by her and, um, actually published my own little um, thing on my blog, which we can link to, um, which is how I write a kick-ass, really organised essay um, <laughs> and, like, th- my whole plan for writing essays, which I use for basically every assignment. Um, so she's she's really great, like, just, like, lifestyle. And I think she also does um, Book Break UK. I think she also does the videos for them. Um just a lot of books I would like never usually pick up otherwise. Really interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, plus oh. Scottish accent. Awesome. I'm you know, for you it. Know what, like my goal in life is is for someone to be like, oh, Caitlin, she just has such a great Australian accent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, I really put that one on. I don't usually speak like that. And you really, I think that was the accent is so bad. Everyone else has I such know. better accents, but everyone seems to love ours. Anyway. Any accent in like Scottish, Irish, even English. Welsh. Like, okay, there are some... Just because I mentioned it before, Tom Holland's English <laughs> accent is, like, so good. There are some areas of England where the accent is a little more grating than I'll, others. And yeah. I'm not going to say because I don't want to alienate listeners, but for the most part, English accents are lovely. Yeah, I mean, they all sound good, but, you know, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome. there are just some where I'm like, Maybe not my favorite. I mean, they know that. <laughs> we and and what can we say? I mean, we have the worst. Mate throw, I mean, Australians have terrible accents, and apparently we have Queensland accents too. Like when I've gone to a hundred, I know, which is a bit sad because I didn't think I had an accent at all, and apparently I do, and it makes me. Really you are, of course you have a Queensland accent. You're from Queensland. I know, but I didn't think it was that noticeable. Have you like talked to anyone from like South Australia or anything? Oh, no, South Australia is different because they were a free colony and they were. English yeah, aristocrats. South, uh, thanks, Michelle. Um, a South Australian accent. I can't is help it that I'm a convict and you're posher than me, Caitlin. <laughs> I'll take it. No, yeah. South you Australia, don't sound like that. I've lived here for ten years. I'm Queenslander. I go back and forth though. I still refuse to say. Um, oh my god, what is it? There's always one that all my friends make fun of me for. Oh, bold. What? Like when someone has no hair, they're bold. They're bald. No, that's Queenslander. They're bald. They're not bold. They're not bold in italics. They're bald. All right. <laughs> bold. I honestly Someone's thought you bold. were saying to me bold, like B-O-L-D. No, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not going to claim that that's like a South Australian thing, but I've it's always said thing. that. It might just be a Caitlin thing, but I can't, I can't be like someone's bald, bald. Oh, no, I can't say it. Bold. If you have no hair, you're bald. Like bold over. Bold. <laughs> anyway. Or bold um, as in I, are you italics or bold? <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, that's probably just a Caitlin thing. But there we go. I the love pronunciations. Discussion. Please tweet us your interesting pronunciations <laughs> of words. Actually, speaking of Jean and like this is what got this started, she has some really fun videos that are like different Scottish words and um, with some other book bloggers from England where they share like different words just like we have yeah um so good love it check it out all right well that was very good discussion about (laughs) blogging thanks took a lot of twists a lot of turns 
Yeah, well, Caitlin's going to have fun editing this. <laughs> we'll be right. <laughs> so thank you very much for joining us for Better Words. Follow thank us. you. We love you. Sorry. Thank I was going to say thank you for listening. Thank love you, you so very much. much for listening to this episode of Better Words. Please subscribe on iTunes and on the Overcast app. Enjoy listening. Yeah, that's a brand new one that we have Um Overcast is basically just like iTunes, except you can download it on Android. So, yeah, you can listen. We figured out technology. <laughs> and Yay. you know the really embarrassing thing is that it pulls from the feed. So we were yeah. actually there the whole time. And we're just idiots. Yeah. But anyway, so better words. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes and on Overcast. Please leave us a rating and review. You can check out our website at betterwordspodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at betterwordspod and like our Facebook page, Better Words Podcast. That is my full spiel. Thank you very much for listening. We really love you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.